What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giants Nation, big trust woo-woo, Chris Bizignano. Chris, you put out a tweet yesterday about a, a potential rule change um, on yeah. for after on for onside kicks, right? So right. the rule, and correct me if I'm wrong, is <laughs> rather than an onside kick, a team gets to try and convert a fourth and 15 from their own 25-yard line, and then they get the ball back? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, if they convert the fourth and 15, they keep the ball like they recovered an onside kick. So they keep the ball wherever they get it after 15 yards. Yeah, yeah. If they get 40, if they get 40 yards, from my understanding, mm-hmm. unless I'm missing, you know, unless I'm misreading something, if they if they gain 40 yards of the play, it's a dead ball right there. That's where they start. Okay, this was proposed by the Philadelphia Eagles, correct? Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is this is the dumbest thing that would be installed in football since they reviewed um, pass interference. And they're, and they're getting away. They're getting rid of that, right? Right. This is a complete rule change. So stupid. This would be, and and of course that evil franchise does this, right? Because they're great at fourth and fifteen. It's like it's like if you and I wanted to settle a bet, and you said, "Hey, Jerry, I got a great idea. Let's drive the ball off the tee and see who hits it farther, and then we'll see who wins." Like, yeah, of course you're going to push for that, right? I, I mean, this. Like, why don't we just why don't we just roll the ball and if the receiver gets it then it's a first down like th- this is a comp- this is so stupid I absolutely hate this and I'm not a I'm not an old like curmudgeon who who doesn't want to adapt to things right? right like I like some changes this one is fundamentally changes the game to the point where it becomes like basketball right turn the game on in the last five minutes and you'll catch the whole thing. So you're not digging a new rules, is that oh what you're saying? Oh my God, Chris. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't hate this more. And the fact that it came from Philly makes it worse. Oh. I was going to say, I was going to say it's a double whammy for you because you hate the rule to begin with. And the team that proposed it is the Eagles. And it's not even because it's from them, but it makes such sense. Like, could you imagine us up 14, they score... Then they pulled it, and then they, you know, they drafted Jalen Hurts. He comes in at quarterback, or comes in sitting next to Wentz in the shotgun. You know they're getting 17 yards against us. They're gonna do it against everybody. This is so stupid. I couldn't hate this more. There's no way I could hate this more. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, buddy. I, I'm. I'm. I have to be honest. With you. No, that that that's fair, dude. You don't like it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not digging it either. But I'm I'm keeping a little bit of an open mind on it. Um, let's see if it passes. And it's, from what I understand, Jerry, it's it's gaining steam to pass. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I I don't know. I mean, to me, I understand what they're doing. I guess because the onside kick is basically you know extinct now. You're not going to convert it. Right. But I'm not going with the fourth and fifteen. Um, I I, I tell you. I'm going to keep an open mind on it, Jerry. I'm not going to say I absolutely hate it right now. I mean, that's fair because a lot of fans do hate it. You can see the Twitter responses already, right? There are rule changes they've made, like on kickoffs, where if it hits the end zone, safety safety plays. I get it. And even this is kind of a safety rule where they, they don't allow um, – they, they, they allow the formations differently now on onside kicks. So, like you said, it's impossible to get it. And they put those in for safety precautions. I get that. But to change it fundamentally to where the, the team can now convert a fourth and 15, like, why don't we then, after a touchdown, um, let's let's just do the 40-yard dash. Like, let's just see who runs faster, and then they can get a point, an extra three points. Like, that'd be like us in the 80s, right? That'd be like in the 80s where we proposed something and said, all right, here's an idea. Let's take all the linebackers onto the field from both teams. Whoever runs the fastest, they get the ball back. Lawrence Taylor wins every time. Like, this is so Philly and so stupid. The combination of it being Philly and being utterly ridiculous. I, I had to refrain from commenting on Twitter. It took me 24 hours of just wanting to explode. And, Chris, I thank you for letting me be an outlet here because this is, uh, this is so dumb. You know what kills me about the NFL, Jerry? Yeah. 
is that they implemented the onside rules, right? Five guys each side, whatever the hell it is, right? Um, for safety reasons. Right. So they turn around and then they say, you know what? You know, we're going to implement that rule for onside kick. Five guys, you know, you can't stack a side. We don't want guys getting leveled anymore. Right. So let's turn around and create this, a fourth and 15 play where a quarterback might get mashed. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. So what you're saying is, all right, we're gonna have, we're gonna, we're gonna change the onside rules for safety, but we're gonna turn around, right, Jerry? Yeah. And we're gonna have another play from scrimmage where a receiver, a tight end, defensive back, a quarterback might get killed. Exactly. So how does that make sense? Right. That's a great point. That's not even one that I thought of, Chris. I was so disgusted by the proposal. I didn't even think of that stuff. Thank you I for mean, being the voice of reason here. I just, once again, another move by the NFL. Last year was the challenge and the interference. They realized that didn't last. That lasted one year. They got rid of that. that they realized that was ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. They totally, completely screwed that up. Yeah. Now, you might hear some drilling in the background. It's outside my house. I'm sorry. But, no, it's um, fine. It's fine. Now, they come up with this. Where, you know, the, uh, the Eagles come up with their brainstorm of, oh, you know what? How about the fourth and 15? You know, how about, so I'm going to laugh, Jerry, and I don't want to see it happen. Trust me, but I'm going to laugh when, if it's passed and a team, the first team that uses it, right? Yeah. Okay. We're down by seven. Let's do the fourth and 15 and a receiver blows his knee out. Yeah. That's a good point. Or, too. or a runner back yeah. or a court, uh, better yet. You know, it's going to be a pass play, right, Jerry? Right. Or a quarterback drops back. And a guy and a guy lands on top of him. He blows his shoulder out. He's out for the year. Yeah, and I didn't, I, I didn't even think of that stuff. Uh, on a play yeah. that he shouldn't be on the field for in the first place. Yeah, I, I just thought selfishly of the, how will this screw the Giants? Oh, I know exactly how it will. Because the Eagles will convert it every single time if we happen to have the lead at the end of a game against them. But um, I didn't even think of any of this stuff. You're right. You're 100% right. I just, I just shake my head. At the Buffoondom going on once again yeah. in headquarters on Park Avenue in Manhattan. And and it's all starters that are going to come back into the game, right? So well, Jimmy, it's going to be an important 4th to 15 point. Right, You're right. going to have your starting defense. You, and obviously the offense is going to be out there. It's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like a last second player. You know, you, you obviously got to execute a play, right? Yeah. I mean, you'll see screens. I'm sure you'll, they'll try that. But it's going to be like a regular. Make believe it's 3rd and 15, Jerry. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Yep. You're going to try to execute it with a pass play, a screen, a quick hit up to see something. Your quarterback's dropping back, right? Yeah. I mean, unless unless there's something I don't know about, which you never know in the NFL, I believe defensive linemen and linebackers, you still allow the blitz and rush the passer, right? Oh, I think I heard they had to count seven Mississippi before no. they rush. <laughs> you know what, Jerry? The way, the way some of these guys in the league are going, I wouldn't surprise they made it like a flag football play. Like, oh, you man. don't hit anybody on this play, you know? Unreal. So... I guess the brain surgeons, right, mm -hmm. in the NFL headquarters never thought to themselves, hey, this is a great idea, you know, something different. Did anybody ever say, yeah, Raj, hey, um, hey, Philadelphia, you know what? Did you guys ever think that maybe you might lose Wentz for the season on a play that you guys, you know, on a rule proposal, you know, yeah, that right. you guys are putting forth? Yeah, and, no? and I, we're, not, we're not trying to compare, like, like, look, injuries to everybody are, are just as important, but it's a great point. Like, you're going to bring your starters back onto the field for this kind of play, and you know it will happen. Someone will get seriously injured on this, where as a, on the with the new onside kick rule, it almost it almost in, in, inhibits guys from getting injured, right? So, yes, it's an impossible play to make, but it should be impossible. This is why the whole game counts, and that's, like, my point, like, Otherwise, just make it's going to be like basketball. Uh, what happened today? I'll just watch the last five minutes because they'll, you know, the the Houston Texans are down, but they'll just put their their offense back in, and Deshaun Watson will convert seven straight uh, fourth and fifteens. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate now, it, buddy. I could tell your emotions are getting a little bit of the best of you right now. <laughs> a little, yes, that's fair. Listen, listen, it's still a difficult play to convert, right? But it's a much better chance than an onside kick, right, Jerry? Yes. No question. Yeah. It's still a difficult. It's not like it's going to be a gimme and, a, you know, all the time. I mean, teams will convert it. Don't get me wrong. But it's still going to be hard. But, Jerry, I'm just thinking about along the lines of I'm I'm going to, you know, say to myself, well, when somebody's leaving on a stretcher, right, mm -hmm. or on a cart, I should say on a cart, 
because he just blew his ankle or his knee out, I'm going to say, well, here's a wide receiver who wouldn't have been on the field in the first place. That's right. Or a quarterback. That's right. So I don't get the safety aspect of it. To me, because there's no running starts on him anymore on onside kicks, right? Yep. You have to put five in each side and all that. To me, this is more dangerous. This is a regular snap from scrimmage, yeah. right? Yeah. This is more dangerous than the onside kick that they were doing. Absolutely. So they they changed it as the Eagles proposed. Oh, you know, we're gonna make this a little bit, you know, more, a little more chance to get this, right? So they they propose a more dangerous play. You're right. So, because when you, when you when, anything goes, who knows? You're right. When you compare it to the new rules of the onside kick, you are absolutely right. It is it is more dangerous. Yes, you're right. Can I argue? Just, I know it's I know it's zero point one percent. Whatever the hell the five percent last year, three percent, whatever it was for for onside recoveries last year. It's very low. It's very difficult to do now. I understand that, but the rule was for the safety. I love how they loved. I love how they use love to use that word safety right. of the players. Right? right. Right. Even though they had no problem playing on three days rest, seventeen games, and all that. Right. Yep. But the safety of the players, they changed the rule to turn around, right? Yep. And and create another snap from scrimmage where how many times are you going to see a quarterback try to force it in there in a seam, Jerry, or on a cross, oh, right? Yeah, a ton of times, yes. Right? You're going to see quarter because why, Jerry? Because it's going to be like, well, you know what? There's 35 seconds left, so I might as well just force this ball up the seam. I don't care if my tight end gets his head taken off because we could st- if he makes his catch – you know, we could still keep, the, you know, we'll keep the ball here, right? Right. You don't think that's going to happen, Joe? When it's like, it's basically like a 15-yard Hail Mary. Quarterbacks are just going to try to force balls. Even though their guys are covered, or even though a guy might get lined up to get his head taken off, they're going to still try to force it in there because that, it could be the game, right? They convert it. Yeah, you're 100% right, buddy. So I just, just every offseason, it seems like the, a bunch of buffoons sit around and go, what idiotic rule could we come up with next? You know, I just want to say one more thing and then we'll move on to our next subject. You have to think a team like the Ravens or Kansas City just said, thanks, Philly. That's that's a phenomenal rule. I love it. I mean, if you're Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes, you want this. Like, this is like, oh, instead of an onside kick, we get to try and convert a fourth and 15. Oh, I'm in. Let's do that. Like, there's so many. There's, you know, I would say dynamic quarterbacks will love this. Aaron Rodgers even, right? Like, oh, man. Anyway, yeah, it's right. much better chance. Sure. Yeah. No yeah. question. You know, uh, no question. You know, but I'm just thinking, I'm just looking at it, Jerry, from a, you know, the so-called guys who care so much about player safety, right. you know? Yep. Uh, and, that's, so, and that's the adult way of looking at it. You're right. Well, uh, you know, I'm just, I just laugh because that's why they changed the onside kick in the first place. Yeah, that's right. So now they turn around and make a more dangerous play. Yep. Yeah, right. That's a good point. <laughs> All so right. I just, look, Jerry. Every off season, you don't know what they're gonna come up with next. Last year was the interference thing, you know. Uh, who knows? Now you know. Now they're gonna have an eye in the sky, maybe. You know. Yeah. Um. So, it, it, but this one, it's interesting, Jerry. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll keep an open mind on it, and, and I guess it'll be interesting if, if the Giants, you know, are down by four points, Jerry, and. And they would have to normally line up as you know for an onside kick, and now Jones is going to get the ball in his hands, and and if they convert it and they win a game, everybody's going to be like, great rule, right? <laughs> it just seems like a, like it's like a rule that you make up out in the street when you're playing street football. Like, oh by the way, uh, no no no, we don't kick off here. No, we get it back and try to convert 15 yards. It's like, wait, what are you talking about? It just it seems like a, a whatever. We, we've it's over. We'll see. I'm done. Listen, Jerry, it might be something that doesn't pass this year. They need 24 votes, right? Yeah. So maybe it's something that doesn't pass this year. They'll review it again next off season with the other four or five ridiculous rules they come up with, rule changes, and maybe it'll it'll pass then. You know, uh, uh, we'll see. But I do know this, Jerry. From I understand, the idea of this this fourth and fifteen has gained steam with the NFL owners. So on May twenty eighth, bud, we'll find out whether or not you know. 24 guys agree with this. You know? if, I, if I'm the Giants and John Mara, I vote down everything the Eagles put forth because you know it's it's being put out to screw you, John. Like, don't vote for it, please. But they could say anything. They could be like, every team has to wear NYs now. Don't, John, vote it down. It's They're, they're going to screw you somehow. Don't worry about it. Anything the Eagles put out, just vote it down because they're doing it for their own self-interest. So there's that. Jerry. Yes. This is the Joe Judge era. I know. It is. So when the Eagles tried on the Giants... Guess what? 
They're going to get 13 yards and get stopped. There you go. That's a positive attitude. And we need that. We need that leading into our next subject. How does that that sound? (laughs) We need some positivity leading into into our next subject. Right now, Joe Judge is on the horn with Patrick Graham saying, Pat, we worried about this? And Graham's going to be like, I wouldn't worry about it, Joe. Nobody's converting that that crap on us. So, good segue. (laughs) Does that sound good? Uh, Yes, yes. Is um is Pat Graham worried about DeAndre Baker? Because it seems like what well, he's innocent now, right? Well, look, Jerry. Yes. Um, that's t- DeAndre, that, was, that was that was said tongue in cheek. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Right. What we do know is that his lawyer, <laughs> his lawyer has now put him on a scene. Right. Right. Playing Instead Xbox. of his lawyer just saying, "Hey, my client is innocent, and we'll prove it down the road." Trust me on this. His lawyer now has put him on the scene playing a Madden game, supposedly, while guys were getting robbed. Yes. His lawyer is now starting fights with Quentin Dunbar's lawyer. Yeah, I saw that. This is what happens when a dime store lawyer goes on social media and starts trying a case. Any experience, any lawyer worth his spit would have said, hey, my client is innocent. Trust me, I will be proving it. Not trying the case in social media. It's a dime store trick from a dime store lawyer. Okay? Yeah. Now, you see, now people who will, like, want to give DeAndre a benefit of doubt, which he is entitled to. We all are. I don't know the facts, Jerry. You don't know the facts right now, right? We both don't know. Right. But if anybody was saying, well, you know what? When he first came out and said, this kid is innocent, anybody was saying, oh, this guy, you know, poor DeAndre might have never been there. You know, now they're trying to frame the kid. Well, his lawyer now has him on the scene. Right. So a lot of people, okay, are going to be like, whoa, whoa, well, he was there. Something ha- Well, obviously something happened, right, Jerry? Mm-hmm. And he was there. Now, I'm not saying the kid did anything. I'm just saying now his lawyer, who's going to charge DeAndre hundreds of thousands of dollars as the hours go on, okay? Yep. Right? Is now saying, yeah, well, you know what? He was there, but he was playing Madden at the time. What Mm. his lawyer fails, and I feel bad for DeAndre in a way. Now, I'm not saying the kid ripped people and he did this. Like, I feel bad. I'm just saying, in a way, I feel bad for Baker in a way because everything his idiot lawyer is saying now is could be if this ever sees a trial, and Jerry, you have a better chance of me playing for the Red Sox this season than this seeing a trial, okay? Mm. But for some reason, it does see a trial. Everything this idiot is said on social media, to the newspapers, to everything, can come back and burn them. You know what I mean? Yep. So I would suggest, I mean, nobody's listening to me. I understand that. But his lawyers should shut up and then suppress the evidence that they have. Okay? Baker now, Jerry, if he's cleared, I, from what I understand, witnesses are recanting already, which is expected. I knew that was going to happen. Okay? If he's cleared, Jerry, don't forget, the NFL now does their investigation. Right. 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 So either way, he's gonna he's gonna be suspended for a. Well, let Jerry listen. Yeah. If they could prove the kid was in another room, but hopefully he was, and two other guys had a problem and they robbed some watches, whatever it might have been. Hey, fine. Then the kid's innocent, right, Jerry? Yeah. The kid, listen. If they could prove that, and then the NFL investigation, they come in and detectives down there in Florida, and it's proven. Yeah, you know what? He was he wasn't the one. He was in the other room. They made up this stuff. Then the NFL's got to clear him too, Jerry. Yeah. That's only right to the kid. Yeah, that's fair. Right? Yep. Now, if it's somewhat, don't forget, this is the NFL investigation. This isn't a criminal court, right? Right. Right. right? We need proof beyond a reasonable doubt. This is an NFL investigation, which is like a civil court. If there's like a little bit of something there, guess what? Boom, you're guilty, right? Yeah. And you could get suspended. So the point being is if he's cleared, if he's cleared criminally, right, mm-hmm. which is probably going to happen, Jerry, all right? You think then so? He, you think so? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, then the NFL moves in, mm-hmm. and if they, you know some kind of police reports come out that yeah he might have been involved, or he was standing in front of the other guy who did it, or he ordered this other guy to rob some, whatever it might be, right? I, I, I wasn't there. I'm not gonna, you know. Yeah. But then the NFL could suspend him, and he will get a couple of games, right? Best case scenario right now for the Giants, Jerry, mm-hmm. is that he's cleared criminally. Uh, the NFL finds him, you know, uh, he did something, whatever it might have been. He gets a couple of games. Uh, we'll see DeAndre. He could practice with the team. 
And then we'll see DeAndre in week three, from what I understand, through his lawyer and through stuff he's putting on social media, this whole incident seems to have maybe put a light on in his head. Good. Right, Jerry? Yeah, because not that he you know, he wasn't showing up to off-season activities, right? Now, that doesn't mean good for him. He should he deserves what he got. I'm not saying that. But no. there's, a, there's an issue leading up to this, right, like of just being lazy. And why would you not want to impress the new coach coming in? You have a new defensive coordinator, new head coach, new everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, you don't know where his head was before this. And then if this happens, what's amazing to me is, is say he, again, dude, I don't know any of this. I don't know any of the details. But say he was there and he did something wrong and he mm-hmm. got two games. I don't know what that wrong is. It's amazing that Golden Tate would get four for supposedly taking a drug that is trying to get his wife pregnant, he would get four games. I don't want to get too far ahead, but say DeAndre Baker did something pretty wrong and gets two games. Like, I, you know, look, the NFL, I'm not trying to get Baker more games, but the NFL better look at themselves and say, okay, what's what's a fair punishment? And, and did we go too hard on guys like Tate, who, again, it was a, a drug he shouldn't have taken, but if, if the reason stood up that he was trying to get his wife pregnant, they should revisit things like that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, this is a good test for the new arbitrator now, the new CBA. It's not just Roger Goodell now. He looks at the final punishment, Goodell, and he could change it, but it's no longer him, right? It's now an arbitrator or something that looks at it and hands out the pasol. This is basically the first, I guess you could say, case for the new CBA and how they're going to handle it. We'll see. We could be wrong, Jerry. They could give him six games. You know, they could give him four. They could give him one. I I don't know. We'll see now. there's There's a couple of different rule changes now with this new CBA, how they handle punishment. Okay. Yep. So we'll see down the road. Um, look, Jerry. Um, we hope the kid didn't do anything wrong. If he did, if he was involved in this, then he should be released, right? Yeah. yeah. Should be gone, and he will be gone. Yeah. But like we said from the beginning, let's just see how the legal process plays out. All right, folks. You are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley. We are available on all platforms: iTunes, Spotify iHeartRadio, Google Play, a number of them. Chris, am I wrong that I'm, and I don't, I don't want to, am I, am I wrong for kind of moving on mentally from DeAndre Baker? Like, I'm not, I don't want to assume anything, but I think in these situations, if you assume the worst and prepare for what could happen, you're going to be in a better place. Like I'm looking at Julian Love and not to get on your good, under your, uh, in your good graces, but I'm looking at Julian Love Corey Ballantyne, uh, Darnay Holmes. Like, I'm looking at the the other corner, Sam Beal, right? And I'm kind of like, all right, well, what do these guys have? Could these guys start? And then if DeAndre Baker comes back, it's just a bonus. Do you think that's what the coaching staff is doing as well? Um, It's possible, Jerry. Um, I think they're going to let it play out. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they kind of got a heads up exactly what they have, what might be happening, okay? Yep. yep. Um, so, listen. When it first happened, Jerry, I mentally checked out, too. I yeah. was already looking ahead. Right. All right, who's going to step up here, right? Yeah. Um, now that some of the facts are coming out, you know, witnesses recanted, well, it looks like the case might be falling apart. To say, you know what, I'm not even going to count for Baker for 2020. Uh, you know what? To me, Jerry, he's back in the picture now. Okay. Yeah. Now, he might not be playing 16 games. Right. He might be playing 12, yeah. right? Yeah. With the suspensions and all that. But I'm not going to check out on the kid now because of what's been developing down in Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I've moved on. I, I I guess I'm assuming because we're the Giants and just this is how this works now. Uh, he'll get eight games. He'll get 16 games, or he'll be found guilty and be kicked that done right. So we have to move on to the next person. I'm I'm just assume. Yeah, I think you have to assume like he's going to be out for an extended period of time. What else do we right. have? And if right. you get him back earlier. Oh, great. Awesome. We, we we had high hopes for him, the way he finished last year. And that's another thing. Everybody's saying bust, bust, bust. Stop saying bust. He looked very good the last eight games of the season, and in particular, the last six games. I thought Monday night against Philly, he was our best, could have been our best defender on the field in that game. So this is a guy that they're relying on to take that next step. It's a shame he didn't show up to the offseason activities, and it's a shame this happened. So this, would be, a, this would be a loss. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. I'm going to say something now. Um, if Baker is cleared with his criminal allegations, yeah. right? Yep. Takes his suspension, if the NFL even suspends him, right? right. Uh, we'll see. You know, mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens there. 
Um, it could be suspended next year. I don't know. Who knows how slow yeah, they go about knows, this, right? right? Yep. I have a feeling, Jerry, you are going to see a different DeAndre Baker. Now, what do you mean by that, Chris? Okay, we all know DeAndre came out of college. Where he had some issues about as far as being a little lazy, right? Um, then we know what happened when he came to the Giants. He fell asleep at a few meetings, wasn't dedicated, right? Right, right. And, and veterans spoke to you about it. A couple of them raised their eyebrows, kind of said something to me about it, that there's some young kids around here don't want it. They don't know what it takes to be in this league. And they were talking about DeAndre, no right. question about it. Right. All right. Um, I can leave that but, in. I don't have to delete that part. We're, we're good with saying that, right? Yeah. Okay. So, cool. um, so what I'm saying, Jerry, yeah. is that I have a feeling that when DeAndre is back, if he's, if, I'm sorry, let's see how the legal process plays out, suspensions, yeah. but. If or when he's back, I think you're going to see a different DeAndre Baker. What do you mean by that, Chris? I just think you're going to see a kid that has said, whoa, my whole life was almost ruined by this. Now it's time to get the work. He's got all the ability in the world. He didn't give up touchdowns at, at Georgia. He, he's big. He's fast enough for a corner. You know, he's he's not blazing fast, but he's a great cover guy. He was a great cover guy in college. <clears throat> if he would devote the time to his craft, he could be a shutdown corner. We were ecstatic. Remember, remember draft night? Mm-hmm. I, we were nuclear with Daniel Jones and to a lesser extent, Dexter Lawrence, because we said, I don't even understand this pick. When they took DeAndre Baker, we said, we both said, all right, that pick makes a lot of sense. And and I don't want to I don't want to revise history. We like that pick. And we liked his potential. I just hope he devotes more time. And I hope you're right, Chris. If he comes back and and puts in the time and, and changes his kind of mindset, he could be an absolute stud for us. Well, Jerry, he was putting in the time the last four weeks last year. Yeah. He was studying the right way. His laziness was coming to an end. Mm. His, you know, he was paying attention in meetings. You could be at these meetings, all these position meetings every every day, right. and you still might be thinking about whatever. You know what I mean, Jerry? Yep. Doesn't mean your head's in it, right? right. You just sit there on a chair, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the dedication was coming around. Studying habits was better. And guess what, Jerry? It showed on the field. He was a pretty good corner the last four games. Right. Right? Yep. I'm just saying, you see what he's putting out. First time you ever see, you know, he's putting this out on Twitter, his workouts in the morning. Um, you know, I think if he's clear to this and he's a giant in 2020, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just saying, if he's a giant in 2020, I really have a strong feeling, Jerry, you're going to see a different kid out there. What I mean by that is a real good cornerback. Remember I, I said that back in May. When it comes October, November, and, and and this kid is doing his thing out there, just remember, I just think you're going to see a different DeAndre Baker um, in 2020 than you saw last year. And and you have a you have a good you have a good pulse on this stuff, right? Like other than your wheel route prediction under Shermer, everything else you've said has been pretty <laughs> accurate, right? And that's not your fault because you saw it. In, is that my fault? I saw no, it every day in no. practice. <laughs> no, no. Other than the wheel routes, that never happened. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you know, you've been accurate, right? Go back to the old podcasts, opinions that you've had on guys. One of them was on Daniel Jones early. You're like, oh, we may have something here, guys. This kid looks pretty good. Now, he doesn't look as good as Eli. Right now, it's not a competition, but this kid looks better than I thought he was going to look. And that's one of the ones that stuck in my head, right? Um, also- the, Ju- the Julian Love, aside from Notre Dame, because you are honest with no- with Golden Domus, right? You are very honest with them. When they got rid of Aquara, you weren't ecstatic, but should they have gotten him back this year, you know, when he was a free agent? Eh. But you love Julian Love, and like, why is this guy not playing? He goes in, and you're like, well, yeah, I've been saying it over and over. So kudos to you, my friend. Thank you. Um, yeah, I keep it fair, you know, even though yeah. even though I, I lean heavily towards the Golden Domus, you know? <laughs> sure. No, that's, that's your team. That's good stuff. But- but um, yeah, Jerry, uh, I'm just getting that feeling uh, that something. I think this kid got a huge wake up call. If he's innocent, Jerry, okay, right. If he's innocent, I don't know everything yet. It hasn't played out yet. I'm just saying, if these people were kind of tagging him along on this and he wasn't, he didn't do nothing, whatever. This could be a huge wake up call for this young man, realizing that he almost well if if he does get cleared if he does a lot if he's allowed to play in the league again whatever he almost lost everything you know what i mean yep and you see the way he's working out he never did that really before he's out there busting his butt every morning 
and all that. Um, if this kid is on the field in 2020, yep. I think you're going to see why Dave Gettleman drafted him number one. Excellent, um, excellent stuff, buddy. Jerry, listen, this is a kid that was a top-notch corner in the SEC. First corner off the board, too. And and he was first on a lot of teams' boards. Right. And he, you know, this kid got the job done in the SEC. This isn't, right. you know, this isn't, a, you know, another conference, you know, and all right. that, all that stuff. This isn't the whack. <laughs> this isn't the whack. This isn't the mountain and all that stuff, you know. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to knock those conferences, but they're not the SEC. Period. No, they're not. They're not. You know, even right. the Big 12. It's not the SEC. Right. Um, so we'll see, Jerry. That's just my prediction now. If this kid is a giant in 2020 and he's on that field, Jerry, mm-hmm. look for a different DeAndre Baker, uh, an even better version of his last four games, all right, where he's even elevated. He takes it to another level um, in this in his second year. I, I really believe that. I, I look, Jerry, I could be dead wrong, uh, but I'm just that's the feeling I'm getting. Everybody should feel good about that. Um... Before we get to questions, I want to go through some position issues that we might have. And I'm just going to tell you guys right now, we, we have a producer in Bob Sagendorf who told me, you know, he gives us, he, we have pre and post meetings for our podcast. And pre is here's what you, you know, here's what we want to talk about. Post is here's what you did well, here's what you did wrong. I take too long with questions. I know I do. So I said to him, you know, I'm going to review these beforehand and I didn't do it. So the judges' chambers up in Connecticut, uh, they're going to get pissed off at me because I didn't do that. So when we get to questions, I'm going to uh, so, take my time through it and fumble through it again like I usually do. So, Bob, so, um, preemptive apology, my friend. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you totally blew Bob off. I, well... Folks, let me tell you about Eufy Video Lock. It's so easy to install, even a Philly fan can do it. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver and no drilling is required. You get keyless entry, so there's no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. And never worry about the kids losing the keys or passing them among the renters. You have 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking. With an AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. And there's no more battery anxiety. You get a rechargeable battery that could last around four months and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. You get passcode unlocking and a remote control with 2K clear sight so you can see who's at your door and control it from anywhere through the app. With enhanced night vision, you can have an optimized view even in the evening. You can secure your package delivery by the view and with two-way audio. And more good news, folks. With the Eufy Video Lock, there is no monthly fee. So unlike other brands that charge that monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. Eufy's customer support is on standby for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, which is all backed by their professional customer service team. You can contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Folks, I absolutely love the Eufy Video Lock. It has made my life so much easier. Like when I'm lying in a recliner and a Philly fan or a Dallas fan comes to my door, I don't have to do a thing. I can just sit there and watch it on my phone. I don't have to answer the door. So that's Eufy Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com backslash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Eufy Video Lock. Thank you, folks. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Oh, we did the podcast a little earlier today than I was anticipating, so that's on me. So it's my fault now. No, 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 it's on me. <laughs> so you, you put out a tweet and you said, all right, line combos, and you have Thomas Hernandez pulley Zeitler Solder as number one. Number two, Solder Hernandez Gates Zeitler Thomas. Number three, Thomas Hernandez Jalapio Zeitler Gates. Which line starts against Pittsburgh opening night? And you got, I mean, a, a variety of answers, buddy. And I, I guess I want to ask you, what do you think should be the starters and who will be the starters opening night? So two. Okay. I'm asking you a question. Instead That's a of, good question to me, right. Jerry. There Very go. good. First off, I want to say thank you to all the followers because when I when I put something out like that, I I want to see the responses. Right. 
I want to see what people are thinking. And I think we got over 200 responses, right? We got 183 responses, 113 okay. likes. Good. So 183 people responded, you know, on how they feel it's going to play out. And that's what I'm looking for, man. You know, right. uh, just like I asked about the onside kick this morning, the new rule, right? Um, so so thank you very much. So you, you asked that question this morning? Wow, that felt like 24 hours I was holding that in. Wow, I didn't realize that. Okay. I thought you asked it yesterday. Right, we're, I'm over. Sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm glad, you know... Uh, thank you for the responses, man. Because um, I really do want to see what people, you know, how how they feel, right? Yeah. How they how they how they think uh, what, how they're going to respond to the question. Yep. Now, as far as the offensive line, mm-hmm. the way if you made the way I think it should be. Yes. Okay. Thomas <laughs> on the left side, mm-hmm. obviously will. Mm-hmm. Um. Right now, mm-hmm. pulley. Zeitler and Gates at right tackle. Wow. So that's not even an option of your three. That's the way I feel. Wow. That's not even on there. So you you had number one up until Solder, and then you put Gates there. That's interesting. So the one you just named, how you think it should be, wasn't even an option that you put out. Put out. That's interesting. Right. right. Yeah. Um, now, now, who What I think is going to happen? Yeah. I think it'll be Solder, mm-hmm. left side, Hernandez, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a wild shot and say Gates at center, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then Zyla and then Andrew Thomas at that's, right. That's your second option. Okay. Right. So <clears throat> the, what you want isn't listed, and right. what you think will happen will be is your number two. Okay, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I didn't want to put any. Like, oh, this is what I think. This is what I want. Yeah, I wanted. No, that's to, fine. I wanted to see what people were going to say in a different combination. Listen, listen. I could have went probably a couple more, but I said I put three out there just to see what the hell. People were going to say, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fine. I I like it. I like so your. Let's do it with you now. What do you What do you want, and what do you feel is going to happen? I like your number one, Chris. I like Thomas Hernandez, Pulley, Zeitler, Solder. I like Pulley in the middle because I don't trust Gates yet. I don't. Right. I like Jalapeno, but he wasn't. I just don't know what he has left. Um, but I like your number one, and and you got to move Solder over. He, he's. I'd rather have him there than Gates right now. I like Gates as that swing guys you call them what i think will happen is exactly what you said i think thomas goes to right solder stays so solder hernandez gates zeitler thomas right i i think you know what I'm, let me change that i think will happen i think pulley's gonna start no matter what i think it's gonna be solder hernandez mm-hmm. pulley zeitler thomas there you go and now listen pulley's no slouch no he's, he's a not serviceable guy right i think he's, it's gonna he... be a guy that joe judge looks at and says i can depend on him Right, and that's what you might be looking for, right? I mean, that's what he's going to be looking for, I'm sure, right? Unless yeah. Gates, unless his kid Gates blows it out of the water in training camp. Right. Right? You would think Pulley, a guy who has plenty of experience playing center in the NFL, you would think the veteran is going to be in a guy who could hold his own, right? Mm-hmm. He could hold his own, no question about it. Yep. Um, that you would look for him to be there. I think Calipio, he's supposed to be back and healthy in June, but I just don't see it with him, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, I um, and uh, the Lemieux kid is going to get work. He's going to get cross-trained and all that over there. But I don't see that happening in 2020 with him. Uh, so I look I look for Pulley, too. Or, or I'm still going to stick with my outside horse, Jerry. Like coming, like coming on the last stretch with Gates coming down the stretch, maybe taking his job. Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I mean, he's um, he's a guy they're going to depend on. He was he looked good last year. He can play. I like his versatility, right? He can play tackle, guard, and apparently he can play center. Uh, so yeah. would not be right. upset with that. Would not be upset with that at all. Yeah. And look, Jerry, another area of concern. Yeah. A lot of people have going into this camp is, okay, we didn't draft a wide receiver. We got some undrafted free agents coming in, but how's the receiver position look, you know? Thin. Uh, why? A little bit. People are concerned about Shepard. Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah, listen, the kid's been hurt concussions what if he takes another one early in the year is he done for the year probably right yeah i mean your starters are what slayton tate and shepherd one uh, any combination of those three shepherds probably playing the slot and, and moving in and out with gate with uh with tate uh and then you got what after that you have like Corey coleman um, maybe yeah coleman's coming right. off a serious injury we don't know yeah um you have a um bunch That's of free it. agents this year you, and, got a couple, you have to free agents. i mean my yeah. god i'm trying to think who we have still like it's hey, well, Jody, uh, Jerry, we got Cody core. He's not going to be playing receiver. He's not a special. At all. 
No. That's it. You got, you know, maybe this kid Sills is coming Sills back from West Virginia from you two know, years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got, you got a couple undrafted free agents. You know, Dylan and Mac and Victor, uh, ben, Benjamin Victor are going to be intriguing, but we don't know what what they're going to be like. Sounds like the Patriot way, though, right? I mean, it's it's who could take care of the trenches and then figure out the outside uh, when you can, right? I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but that it just it feels very very Bill Belichick like. Well, you know, you got Golden Tate. Listen, he's a yak guy. He gets yeah. open. He's crafty. But, you know, he's a veteran now. He's he's up there with a amount of years, right? Right. Shepard, very good number two. But it's still a concern if Shep takes a hit and gets another concussion. What happens to him? Is he done for the year? Right. He's taking a lot of concussions, Jerry. Right. Two last year. Yeah. And back-to-back back back concussions yeah, last and, year. Uh, you know, uh, 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 one, a couple of years ago, a serious one in Oklahoma. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. So and then the question too, Jerry, what does Darius Slayton give you in year two? Yeah. Yeah. The kid looked good in year one, no question. But that doesn't mean he's gonna be even better in year two. Right? It seems like they're gonna be relying on that, right? They're they're relying on Slayton big time on the yeah. outside. Yeah. You know? So but we don't know yet, man. We don't know in year two what he's gonna bring to the table. We're hoping. I mean, he showed flashes, no question. The kid showed a lot last year, no question about it. Yeah. But is he going to elevate that in year two? We don't know. So it's a lot of, you know, it's a concern. I see a lot of people on Twitter. Hey, what about this receiver position, man? What are we doing here? You know, it's a concern. And, and they're right. They're yeah, right. And, and no more questions, guys, about anger moving out there. It, it, that, that'll get you suspended from questions for two weeks. Because <laughs> <laughs> that ain't so, happening. <laughs> listen, uh, Corey Coleman... If each kid plays well, but, you know, he's a 2015 number one pick, and we don't know what's going to happen with him, right? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, like we said, Shep and Tate, the slot guys, basically, uh, they'll move in and out and all that. But, Shep, you, you have to be concerned about, man, if this kid takes another shot to the head, right? Yeah, you do. And Slayton, listen, if he elevates his game, Jerry, and he's even better in year two than one, hey, they were looking so much better, man. I mean, if I'm an undrafted wide receiver trying out for this team, I got to feel great. Like, this is the position you want to be in because you have a very good shot at not only making the team but contributing pretty early in the season. Well, Jerry, if you're a Derek Dillon, you know, a kid that could, burn, a kid that could run, he's a burner, right. you know? Right. You look at it and go, all right, well, Slayton's fast, but he's not, he's a, he's not a burner like me, you know? Yep. You, you got an Austin Mack kid. They could come in here, and there's no reason why they – you know, you can't say, you know what? I could win a position on this team. No question about it, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not five deep. They're not four deep. They're, they're three deep right now. And, Co yes, Cody Core is going to be a special team. He's he's going to be active on Sundays, Cody Core. Why? Because he's a receiver. He's you know he's caught a few balls in his career. But he's an excellent special team. He's playing, Jerry. He's going to be active every Sunday. Yeah, that's you right. Know? And so then you work on the other spots, man. Who, who, wins, who wins the other spots? Who looks good in training camp and in preseason games? There's going to be a couple of spots open, man. No question about it. All right, guys. You are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley. Available on a ton of platforms. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and a host of other ones. Anything you want to talk about before we get to questions, bud? Anything else? Any other position battles and where you're concerned? Well, listen, yeah, that was a concern. I wanted to, you know, I know a lot of Twitter followers are concerned about it. I want to get into it a little bit. And we'll get into some more as we move along, Jerry, as we get closer to camp, you know? And uh, we'll see where we're at. But that was that's definitely one that you have to say, wow, what's going to happen here? You know, it could be a very solid position, you know, if Slayton takes another level. But you got to hope these guys stay healthy like a chef. You know, you got to hope they stay healthy, man. Yep. All right, buddy, here we go. Lisa at So Bad Six kicking us off. Hey, guys, surprise defensive player of the year on the Giants. Who do you like? Uh, I'll go first. Oh, Shane Zimenez. Hmm. What's the question, Jerry? Surprise the su defensive player of the year. The surprise defensive player of the year? Mm -hmm. um, you ready? Yeah. X Xavier McKinney. Oh, okay. That's someone just replied XM. In Gettleman, we trust replied to her. XM. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, Kevin at Kevin08816. If you had to create an all-time Giants team, who would be your starters for the skill positions? I'll hang up and go back to doing what I've been doing. Nothing. That's hilarious. <laughs> so we'll go two wide and, and, a, and a running back. All right. So all-time, uh, you go first. Boom. Um, 
Just go quarterback? Two, wide, two wide receiver. Yeah, whatever. Oh, if you want. I guess we got to go with Eli, obviously, quarterback. Yeah. Um, two well, receivers? Well, we don't, we don't have to go Eli. But well, we don't have to. It's either him or Sims, you know, but we'll go with Eli. Um, well, I'll go with Eli, Jerry. Um, <laughs> running back, yeah. uh, Saquon's not enough yet, so I'm going to go with uh, uh, Rodney Han- or Joe Morris. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. And then wide receivers? Else? Yeah. Oh man, that's tough. I got to think about wide receivers. Wow. I'll go now. I'll go yeah, while you're yeah. thinking. So I'm going to go Sims over T- Eli. Yes. Oh my god. Well, here's my argument. If Sims had receivers like that, he could have been just as good as Eli. Sims had Bavaro and a bunch of okay receivers his whole career. Uh, so I'll go Sims. I love Eli, but I'm going Sims. Tiki Once Barber. And the Eli hatred comes and, out. You and, can't make this up. S- Sims, Tiki Barber. Despite oh, Tiki. How- I'm sorry, Jerry. Tiki over Joe Morris. Yeah, okay, that's I'm good at this. I got to think of all these guys. Go I'm going to go for, even though he wasn't here a long time, his dominance was incredible. Plexico Burris. And I'll throw a nod to a past generation. I'll give you Del Schaffner. Because he, again, he was a ridiculous talent um, in the early 60s. So for the older folks who listen to the podcast, I'm giving you Del Schaffner on that one. So there you go. So Schaffner, who's the other one? Plax? Plax, yeah, I gotta go Plax. As much as I love Knicks and Cruz, I'm going Plax. Okay. And Sims. Sims. I'm gonna go tight end with Bavaro. Yeah, I'll go there too. That's fine. Okay. And right, Sims. Sims, you said, right? <laughs> I did, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Mecca of NYG. I've been to some loud and crazy atmospheres at Giant Stadium, but it seems like MetLife isn't close to what the old stadium was in terms of noise and fan enthusiasm what can be done to boost our home field advantage tom at tom lap back winning which is i know your response to chris absolutely win football games that'll do it yeah um i have a, a, a horrible question from frank Seattle. i gotta call him out on it i want to read it aside from judge <clears throat> which of the new coaches is likely to make the biggest impact in season one Hashtag buffoon crew, hashtag not a relative, hashtag listen, Jerry, listen. Frank, I mean, you must have missed the last seven podcasts where we've been talking about Mark Colombo. Uh, buddy, you are better than this question. And I just want to call you out on it because, I mean, Chris, right? It's it's Colombo. Am I am I wrong? Uh, I, I believe so. I think Colombo is a huge, huge hiring. Yep. Frank, come on, buddy. I love you, but jeez. All right. Um, Big Blue VCR, what role do you see Dion Lewis having on the team this year? Is he a Megat-like third down back, or is he there to provide competition for Gallman and does basically one of them stay? So where do you see Dion Lewis, Chris? I'll let you take this one. He's going to give Saquon a blow. No, he's not going to be just out there in third down. I mean, Saquon's got to be out there in third down too, man. Do you, you think know? it will be between him and Gallman making the team? Yeah, I, I think Gallman could be in trouble. He's got a clean slate, but I think he could be in trouble. You know. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I think Lewis will survive it. Uh, Buffoon Blue at HS Peterson. Hey guys, what is the number one thing you will be looking for when you're able to watch Giants practices again and why? Hashtag Buffoon Crew. That's for you, Chris. What's the number one thing you'll be looking for when you're able to watch practice live? Secondary battle. Okay. Secondary battle. Um, who comes out of that? Um, and obviously Jason Garrett's offense, Jerry. You know? Yep. See what kind of offense. You know, obviously we know from Dallas days and all that, but <clears throat> you know, I want to see how he implements it with the Giants. You know, see if there's any wheel routes. Any wheel routes, exactly. You know, <laughs> right. how much you know he's going to get Saquon involved. You know, <laughs> right, right. So I'll be looking for. I'm really interested in the secondary battle. Well, now obviously now with Baker, you know, but uh, even more so, I guess now who steps up and if Baker's not around, you know, so. Yep. Viking in blue at Stuart RAVN. Hey, big fan of the podcast. Thanks, buddy. Hope you guys are doing okay in New York, all things considered. No, you weren't that much into predictions, but what are your views on the NFC East this upcoming season? Somebody who's going to dominate. Yeah, I mean, I think we're split on this, right? I think Philly. I think you think Dallas, right? Yeah, Mike McCarthy kind of scares me. I think uh, he could really turn Dallas around to what they should have been the last few years. I really do. Um, That's, you know, McCarthy scares me. That hiring scares me. I think he could really elevate him. Yep. Um. Rocky Bullwinkle at Rocky Bullwinkle 7. Gentlemen, what role do you see Lorenzo Carter playing on this defense? How do you think his skills would be put best to, to best use? How I think Lorenzo Carter? The same way. He's going to be covering some tight ends. He's going to be blitzing off the edge. What do you think he's better at, though? I, well, he's 
listen, I think he's, I think he's a, a solid kid coming off that edge, coming at the quarterback, Jerry. Yeah. You know, but he's so athletic. You could you use him. He's versatile, man. You he could cover guys. You know, he's pretty yeah. good against the run. That's what you're gonna see him at. You're gonna see him. That's what you're gonna see him doing. Yeah, I, I like him blitzing. Um, yeah, I, I remember the Patriot game when he forced the fumble on Brady. I, I don't know if I watched him blitz more than that, or he just was bad at it, wasn't coached properly. It's another thing Graham's going to be able to add. Uh, so, Frank, I guess, to, to your point, maybe maybe I am excited about Patrick Graham, too. So, <laughs> I was being a wise-ass before, but maybe I'm, I'm excited about Graham as well. But for what he's going to do with guys like Carter, like I'd like to see Carter blitzing more, uh, going at the quarterback. I think that's his strength. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he, you know, how they use him. Um, Brendan Smith, since special teams have been a topic and you guys may not have an opinion one way or another, but do you like the extra point where it is? Should they move it back up, keep it, move it back or change it all together? It's not a bad question because we were just talking about rule changes before. I kind of like where it is now because it's not an automatic, right? And that's a rule change that made sense when they did it because it was like, why don't you just give touchdowns seven points? Extra points are missed one every hundred, it seems. Now it's... It's not a gimme anymore. So I kind of like where it is. I don't know if you thought about it, Chris, or, or what, but I like it. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. I think it's intriguing because teams do miss it. Now, kickers do miss it, you know? Yeah. And it's, you're not adding another player where the injury factor could come in. It's the same thing. We just move the ball back, you know? So, no, it's been – listen, they got better last year. They already started <laughs> – two years ago. When, when did they first put it in, Jerry? Two years ago? Three years ago? I think it was three years ago. Oh, when they first put it in, remember how many missed kicks there were? I thought it was maybe 2016 or 17. Yeah, a lot. First year, there was a ton of them. And now last year, there, isn't ha- there hasn't been as many. So they're even getting better at that. But yeah, I like it where it is right now. I have no problem with it. Robert Allen, I'll ask this question because you probably didn't hear it last time. If you had to pick one undrafted free agent in the 2020 Hall that has the most potential to break out a la Victor Cruz, who would it be? Go ahead, Chris. Uh, one undrafted free agent that might break out? Yeah. Like Victor Cruz. Um, look for the uh, Austin Mack kid. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's what you said last time. Um, Mika, Micah Job Wilson. <clears throat> Do you think the Giants did enough this offseason to make their team competitive in the division? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, with Jones being in his second year, with Joe Judge over, hopefully with this coaching staff, right? Yeah, now, this is where Sagendorf's going to get mad at me because I'm taking too long and I'm scrolling through hoping that you'll expand your answers longer and it doesn't. the, the question doesn't require an expanded answer. <laughs> oh, well, maybe if you didn't blow him off and the guy suggested <laughs> something. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think they, you know, they've done things. You know, the draft, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. You know, they bought an offensive lineman. I think we needed that, right? <laughs> they yeah, bought in a big right. tackle that they needed desperately. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if jo- listen, if Jones elevates his play if he progresses in year two the giants are going to be a better football team i agree peyton holmes doesn't have a question just wants to say hope you guys are staying healthy and thanks for keeping us distracted through these tough times hashtag the phone crew thanks peyton really appreciate that and we're glad you feel that way king of mount oblivious can you guys do a comparison of the position groups for the nfc east teams with your opinion on which teams units are the best through the worst it's a little bit of a long question yeah, we'll have to get um, back to you. We'll have to get back to you on that one, King. I'm sorry. I guess if I'm looking at the, let's look at the Giants, right? Like, what's the Chris? Let's let's just do the Giants. You know, let's do offense first. What's the strength of this offense right now? The strength of this offense for the Giants right now? Yeah. So if you say if you break it down by quarterback, running backs, wide receivers, line, mm. and you can throw tight end with the receivers, say right. I don't know, the strength of the offense right now is <laughs> it's going to be Saquon. Yeah, it has to be. It's like not even a question. Sadly, I think Daniel Jones is the second strongest. Because <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the line's going to be like. I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, like to say line, but I would say if I had to guess now, I'm I'm like running back, quarterback, and then flip a coin between wide out and uh and the offensive. Then line. wide out, then offensive line until the offensive line proves right. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. John Osler, thanks for the weekly episodes, fellas. My brother lives in Wyoming, and the Giants and your podcast help us stay in touch. Ah, good stuff, buddy. My question, with the impending demise of Sports Illustrated, which you commented on, Chris, right. did you have a favorite segment, column, or writer that you read first each week? Hashtag buffoon crew. 
Um, no, not really. Baseball wise, it was Verducci. Um, but, yeah. Um, even Peter King back in the day, you know. I was gonna say back was. in the, it, it was back in the day. It was Peter King and it was Doctor Z. And Doctor Z, yeah, we're going back, yeah. And Doctor yeah. Z for football. I like Verducci for baseball. But I never like you know opened up and said, all right, let me find this guy. I just always like their work. I used to like Rick Riley's uh, article on the back too. Thought it was interesting a lot of times. I would right. read that. What um, happened to him, man? I don't know what he does now. He's on Twitter. Very. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's on he's on Twitter. He's vocal on Twitter, but um, I don't think we follow him because I don't see his tweets that much. But like a lot, I see him retweeted often. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Tom Everett, any early, any very early predictions for what the position we may address in next year's draft? Love the podcast over here in New Zealand. By the way, before I forget, uh, NYG France, NYG Spain, they sent that video of themselves throwing a football to each other. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. That's why I retweeted it. I don't usually retweet stuff like that, but that was awesome. Like yeah, giant fans nice. around the world, like that was so cool. Like, hey, do you mind retweeting this? I'm like, absolutely. This is phenomenal. So. Good job by everybody. So this person in New Zealand who listens to us, which still cracks me up. I can't believe people listen that far away. It's awesome. Yep. Um, unbelievable. It is, right? Like, that's, that's unbelievable. incredible. It, it really is. is. It unbelievable. really is. He's got, like, kangaroos outside of his window. Yeah. And he's listening yeah, right. to us. Incredible. It really is incredible. Uh, any positions, any predictions for what position we might address next year? I'll predict now. Wide receiver. I, you know, mm. I, I, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I would say wide receiver would be one of them. You know, and and I I don't know. We're gonna see how this plays out. You know, I would say center probably. You know, yeah. But let's see how let's see who wins the job this year. And how they play. You know. Yep. Uh, we'll do so. a f- we'll do a few more. And I like that I'm getting to people I don't normally get to. So thanks everybody for asking questions. Joseph Barton at Joseph Barticus. Any thoughts on Ryan Connolly's role this year with Blake Martinez now in the fold? Oh, we're hoping Ryan's right next to Blake. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, that that's what we're hoping. Yeah. Um, here's a good one. Ryan Williams. Were you following Evan Roberts WFAN bracket of pain for Joe Beningo? What? <laughs> and I, I was laughing at it. It was hysterical. It was Beningo had a, his bracket of pain and it was all the bad moments from what the Mets, the Jets, yeah. um, the Knicks. And it was horrific. Right. Yeah. He said, yeah. what makes the final four in both your guys giants bracket of pain? Uh, I'll go first because I can recall them pretty quickly. Go ahead. This the second miracle, the second you know the second miracle of the Meadowlands. Hey, uh, Sean. Yeah, I don't even like saying it. Yes. <laughs> um, the Trey Junkin game. Oh yeah, yeah. The '97 wild card collapse because I was uh, I was at that game, and I couldn't believe we lost that game. And I would probably go with. Um, the Super Bowl 35, those four, unless I can think of something else and I don't know where I rank them. I Mm. guess the Super Bowl would be one because that game totally changed after they called back Armstead's interception. I don't care what anybody says. I know the the Ravens defense was incredible, but that game changes at seven, seven. So maybe they win. They would have lost 41, seven instead of, they would have lost 35, 14 (laughs) instead. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So, well, Oh, I go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, re- if, I'm basically with you, except I'm going to throw the Pasarchik game in. Yeah. The first, because I was there. Right. <laughs> the right. First I, I, that's, I'm, I'm like three years old. I'm like, I just, that, that day was my birthday. I'm four years old at that game. Was I it? Can't, I can't appreciate the pain of it. Oh, that game was your birthday, Jerry? Yeah, four years old. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Cool. November 19th, 1978. Okay. Um, so <laughs> that's number one for me. Isn't that appropriate that an Eagle game like that is on my birthday? That's right. just so right. Day Sean. Is up there, number two. That's definitely in its final four. Another game I was at ran right at me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. never forget that. Look, like, oh, I'm not gonna get into that. Um, that 49er game, Jerry, the yeah. Trey Junking game. Yep. Um, definitely, right? Yeah. Because well, not only for the blown call, but we were up 38, whatever the hell we were up, right? At the 38 t- to 14. Something I, like 30, that. 35, 14. I think right. the score was at one point. Right. I mean, we're blowing them out, too, you know? Yeah. And, and I would have to say, I'm not going to go to that Super Bowl, Jerry, because I, I really didn't feel we were going to win that game. So that didn't that didn't really crush me. Uh, so, But I'm going to go with that wild, what was that wild card game, that comeback, Jerry? Um, yeah, the, the Vikings. The Vikings, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to say that's in the Final Four. So the Bears back in 85, I, we kind of suspected that was going to be a really tough task going into Chicago. 
21 you know? nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, 20, yeah, 21 nothing. Right. It was 21 nothing. And I like to break call Banks' chops about it, saying, well, you should have shut him out too. At least we would have went to overtime, you know? What the hell? <laughs> right. And, and I think when Landetta missed, I remember Banks standing there. I'm not saying he missed his block. Don't please don't tell him I said he missed a block. But oh, the, the, are you going to take a no shot at Call Banks now? No, the the image though afterwards is Banks looking back like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> wow. So you're going to blame Banks for Landetta whiffing on a punt? I'm not. I'm not. But as far as like, there's other moments too, like the Cunningham 91 yard punt. Hey Jerry, me, makes me sick. Yeah. Another one too. That's in the final four. I guess we could. I know there's only four in the final four and all that crap, but yeah. the Flipper Anderson game too, man. Ugh. That you was Mark, Mark Collins had a sprained ankle. Oh, man, we had a better team than the Rams, man. And that game was a dagger. Even the Jets lost the year before to knock us out of the playoffs. Yeah, maybe we should rethink this, Ooh, dude. There's a lot what, of them. Folks? Oh, my God. I tell you what, who asked that question, Jerry? Oh, that was a great question. Hang on. I got to scroll back up. Um, Ryan Williams at Ryan Williams 84. I, I tell you what, Ryan, me and Jerry are going to think about this. Maybe we'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, bracket of pain. You know, uh, we'll, we'll copy Evan Roberts. Yeah. Um, which well, is who a better to copy? Come on. Which well, I was going to say, that's a compliment to Evan. Um, we'll copy and maybe we'll throw it out there because you know what, Jerry? That jet loss. Yeah, I know, Evan. I know, Evan, when you're listening to damn jet loss to your false jet team. Okay. <laughs> that loss, that was a, that stung twice because it was, they knocked us out of the playoffs and it was the Jets. Jerry, with yeah, it? Yeah. Am I losing I'm trying, you, Jerry? I'm trying not to think of Am it. Am I boring you with this, Jerry? Who, who was covering Altoon on the play? You remember? No. Tom Flynn. Okay. That was a great special teams player. I don't know why he was – I can't safety. remember why he was covering him. The safety, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was really – I think he was – was he a safety or technically a corner? But he was on Altoon, mm-hmm. singled up. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping Collins was hurt because otherwise it didn't make any sense. Belichick and Parcells screwed that one up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, now you're taking a shot at Belichick and Parcells. <laughs> um, yeah. And after, you know what, Jerry? That Ram game – I thought we were going to smoke them that game. You know, yeah, I thought we were going to yeah. smoke them. And, yeah. and and they come in there and they come in our building and beat us. And that whole, you know, flip a thing and, you know, running into the tunnel and all that stuff. You know, that that would hurt, dude. That would and, hurt. And there was a pass interference before that play. It was on Sheldon White, I believe. Yeah. And that, it was a terrible call. Terrible call. Yep. Um, that hurt, Jerry, because the Giants, you know, they felt they could make a run that year, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they lost. And then next year they won the Super Bowl. But that, you know, that a lot of guys, Jerry, trust me, in that 89 team, they felt they could have won that. They could have made a run even in 89, you know? Yeah. That hurt. That hurt. That Ram game hurt because um, they should have beat that Ram team that day, especially at home, you know? So. And 88, the Giants still could have gotten in if, I believe, the 49ers beat the Rams the Monday night. They tanked it. And they tanked it they because tanked. they didn't want to play the Giants. Well, you know what, Jerry? We yeah. lost to the Jets. Yeah, we deserve and it. And that putrid team in green and all that nonsense jet yeah. stuff. Ah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was a double whammy, man. So well, one more question, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna ask it because it's uh about your boy and Lisa's boy. Tom Williams at Tom underscore Ford Ten. It's a very good question. If there are no fans allowed in stadiums this season, should the Giants wait to honor Eli until the stadium can be full? Mm. Despite thoughts they would do this do so against Tampa this year. Hashtag buffoon crew. Well, I'll give you my answer. It's ab- absolutely you got to wait till the place is full. Jerry, right. since you like to take shots at Eli, I'm sure you don't care if it was in a park a lot with nobody there. <laughs> I but hope they, I me, hope they wait. <laughs> it has to be full. Uh, obviously, I, that's a no-brainer. Um, I, I'm afraid to even hear this answer from Jerry, but go ahead, Jerry. What do you think? I agree 100%. They should wait. They should honor him with a packed house chanting his name. I think that'd be very cool. And I want to thank everyone. I didn't get to all of them, but a lot of good compliments and a lot of like, thank you for the podcast kind of things that you're saying really means a lot to us. Um, good stuff. But yeah, no, Chris, I would, I would, uh, I would want the stadium filled for Eli. Oh, that's nice of you. I was filled for, it was filled for Sims and, and we got yeah. smoked by the Cowboys, right? Yeah. I mean, 35, nothing game, I think. I mean, considering, you know, that he was the best quarterback in franchise history, in spite of what you just said on a you know, on that question, but well, you know, I just don't forget history. I remember, I remember Phil. I was a big fan of Phil Sims. So, anyway, uh, anything else, pal? No, that's it. 
All right, everybody, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com or just message me because that's what a lot of you guys do, which is totally fine. I feel like maybe I should just say, you know what, if you want a subscription, just message me. <laughs> so, uh, or go to, uh, for a digital subscription, go to Magster, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and also download The Giant Insider app for a digital subscription. Uh, anything else, pal? No, everybody, you know, stay safe, man. And yeah, hopefully, and, um, hopefully we're turning a corner. And Memorial Day weekend, remember those who uh, were lost in war. Um, just a, a nice weekend. So when you're eating hot dogs and hamburgers, just remember why you can. All right, everybody? All right, everyone. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.